everyone. Welcome to another episode of A Word About Wealth, a podcast where we tackle the often complicated world of money and wealth. My name is Kevin. And this is Van. What we do here on this podcast is take a common sense approach to topics surrounding money. We'll do our best to define concepts, give some examples, and have a casual conversation about money and finance. It is also important to note that we are not financial advisors, nor do we pretend to be. What we share on this podcast should be taken as general education and financial entertainment and must not be misconstrued as official financial advice. How you doing, man? I'm doing well. Good to see you. Uh, how about Good to see you too, sir. But <laughs> how are things going for you, sir? Good. You know, we're getting close to the... Close to the D-Day, if you, if you, D-day. as they call it. The, you know? Hey, hey, man, the decision has already been made to make it, to have a baby. <laughs> That's true. That's it's just, true. Uh, now it's just all operations, right? That's right. <laughs> and we're trying to squeeze as many episodes, so I've invited Van to my humble abode today. Yes. So, welcome, it's bit, welcome. It's not that humble, man. You live in kind of a mansion oh, right here. Oh, I'm not the one with uh, Wi-Fi called Doe Mansion. <laughs> Okay, that is true. Hey, okay. that was a secret. Oh, that was a secret. My bad. My bad. It's like a hidden SSID or something. That's like. right. Oh, wow. Oh, well done. Getting, well done. I'm getting good on the IT stuff, right? Huh? And always gives me a hard time about this. I'm just kidding. Actually, your your Wi-Fi these uh, these days have been pretty pretty excellent. You have the Google Home. Or what do you What do you have? Is that the the little like mesh network thing that you have all over? Oh, uh, Eros. Eros. Yeah, okay. It was recently bought out by Amazon. Though. Oh, has yeah. it been? Or one okay. of the somebody? Yeah, I'm glad you're enjoying this uh, free Wi-Fi you got here. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> All right, man. What are we talking about this week? So this week, remember the last time we were, uh, we had the mailbag, right? Yes, we did. And in there, um, we kind of one of your friends had asked about what to do with an old four hundred one k, and she had, well, it sounds like she had she had a bunch of them. And yep. to be honest, I didn't really like the way I answered that question because oh, I think uh-huh. it, it I think it actually deserves an actual episode to kind of unpack and explain also because um, another one of my friends. Actually, in his situation, is a little bit different. He's still working at the same place. However, his workplace actually decided to remove his 401k. And oh. I actually think that, um, you know, if it's, yeah, the solution to this is also kind of similar to, you know, um, when you move to a new company and get a new 401k as well. So they're kind of similar solutions. And oh. I kind of want to unpack that as well. Okay, so yeah. let's let's kind of set the foundation sure. um, for folks. If you had, didn't listen to last week's mailbag, the question from my friend was, she had recently left her company at right. that point, and now I think she's been a year out of that company, and she's starting to think, well, my 401k is still at that company. It didn't really move it, and the question she had for Van last week, and Van and I, was what should she do with that 401k? So we're going to answer that kind of again today, we, right? We are, Unpack but... Unpack it even more so. Correct, and we kinda, we're kind of going to provide the pros and cons for each method, because there are several, there are many options that we've laid out, but I think we kind of quickly glossed through yeah, those, and I want to... I want to takes some a little bit of time to explain you know the pros and cons of each approach and hopefully she you know they haven't done anything yet yeah no i don't think she has <laughs> well hey man a quick uh, question uh, let's talk about your friend real quick sure. um so you're saying kind of kind of walk me through this he is still currently at his company correct that used to offer 401k but now they're no longer offering that's correct oh for so, budgetary reasons I, or i didn't really get into those details gotcha. but the bottom line was oh, now he doesn't have a 401k anymore and he's just wondering like what what do i do now because I don't, if I don't have a 401k, like what can I contribute to? And oh, also, I see, I what see. do I do with you know this lump sum that I'm getting back and and all that? Oh, so, so what do they do? So they just kick the, it back to you? Kind of in a way. Yeah, oh they, in, a, in a way they they um, the way he explained it was they kind of just write you a check and he, here you go, right? But as we oh. all know, that could be a very big tax yeah. uh, taxable event if that's oh the case. If it enters into your bank account, so there are things that you know he should do uh, to help protect him from. 
um, this huge taxable event. But you know, again, I just kind of, it, it kind of goes falls in line with what your friend had asked last week about what, gotcha. about the four hundred one k. So there, the solution is almost similar. Okay. Well, well, why don't you take it away, Van? What was kind of the... I remember from last week's episode about that, you had offered a few options we could do. What would be the first one that someone could potentially do given the situation? Sure. So the first option would be to leave it and forget it. And I think that's something that your friend has already done. Yeah, last <laughs> and, year. Exactly. And I would say there are there are some pros and cons to that one. Um, some of the pros is that, it, it, again, it allows your money to grow in a tax-deferred account, right? So mm-hmm. it's just it's just sitting there. It's going to continue to grow or you know depreciate. But again, like over the long term, it should grow. Um, another pro is that your old 401k plan can actually be better than the pre your current one. So if you have a crappy current one, then there's really no point in uh, moving that over to you know that oh, the crappy 401k, right? You could just you could just keep it in your current 401k and just and you'll be fine. Um, another pro is I, I don't think your friend falls into this category uh, unless unless not quite maybe, yet. <laughs> yeah. Not quite. But if you are 55 or years or older, you can actually withdraw money from that 401k uh, without I- incurring any penalties. And that's only uh, only applies to the uh, 401k from the last job that you had uh, oh, left from. Oh, interesting. Yeah, okay. so if you can you can start pulling that out at 55, which is pretty nice. Because I think most people think that you can only pull out starting at 59 and a half. Yeah. But in this case, you have four and a half years um, sooner that you can do that. Oh. And this is especially cool if you had been working at a company for a really long time and had built up a pretty big nest egg. And... You know, you're, you may be still working, but you can if you needed more income on the side, this is one opportunity to do that. Yeah. Uh, and the last, uh, another pro I have here um, is that <laughs> it's actually federally protected from lawsuits and creditors, so, oh. which is nice. Yeah. yeah. And and to me, I'll just add in another one. I think another pro is just the fact that it's already there. Don't exactly. Don't do anything. Exactly. Right? <laughs> yeah. It's just, you don't, you don't have to do anything, right? Yeah. Because that's, I feel like, probably the default for a lot of people. Right. It's, it's just... It's such a hassle doing all that stuff, right? It, it is. It's oh. a, it, well, it's a hassle, but it's just a one-time hassle, right? It's not like you're going to do this. I mean, unless you're going to move every single yeah. year, uh, it, it becomes like an annual event. But most people, they work in their jobs you know, maybe three to five years before they go to the next one and yeah. all that. So it's not, it's not that bad. Yeah. But this is something that my, uh, my friend can't really do because if he just left it and, and you know, basically there won't be anything to leave. So it would just, yeah. yeah, this is not really an option that my friend can go through. Man, that's crazy. I I always thought that a 401k is managed out in an outside company. So therefore, even if a company decided I'm no longer doing a 401 or offering it, the original money would have just stayed there and continued. I guess not, huh? I, well, if they're if they're cutting ties with that management company, then oh, true. right? True. So that that's yeah. one thing, right? Then no they're no longer managing that. That's oh, that's the wow. thing. Okay. Now, if the thing is, I think a lot of companies if they decided to go from one plan to another plan, it would transition over pretty yeah, smoothly right. but in this case it sounds like they're just going to let it you know cut it and then maybe in the future open one up but then that'll be two tra- separate transactions and we don't really at least my friend didn't really know when that was going to happen cool right okay. all right so um, we talked about the pros so let's talk about the cons now right so if you have um one thing is if you have less than five thousand dollars in the plan um the the 401k company can actually they, they may just send you a, a check <laughs> and oh. says, here, here you go, right? Because yeah. it's, maybe it's just too little for them to, to manage and let it sit there. Because if you think about, if, if you have a large sum, then it, when it sits there, it actually makes the uh, that management company money, right? Even though you're not really adding more money to it. However, if it's too little of a balance, they just don't want to deal with it. So yeah. here, here you go. And a second con I have here is if you choose to keep your money with your former employer's plan, um, you won't be able to add any more money to that account because you're no longer employed at the previous company. So it's not, it's just kind of stay still there. 
unfortunately. Um, another one is that your withdrawal option may be limited. So for instance, um, you may not be able to take a partial withdrawal or uh, because you may, if you want to make a withdrawal, you may have to take the whole entire amount out of that. Yeah, so makes that, sense. That, they kind of want you, if you're going to take it, just take it kind of thing. Exactly, right? right? So it's, instead of like, if you have a, uh, the new 401k plan, let's say you are of age, you can probably take a little bit at a time, whereas this, in this case, you may not have that option at all. And the last one is um, really with regards to, I mean, it's probably, I know for sure this doesn't apply to your friend right now, but if you reach uh, over uh, age 70 and a half, um, then you do have to take something called required minimum distribution, also known as RMDs, from your 401k. Not WMDs. No, not WMDs. <laughs> I read that for a second. Like, well, okay, yeah, so, so basically RMDs just basically means that the government now wants, uh, you know, you have this nice stash of money here yeah. right and you've been paying no taxes on it and it's been growing you know tax deferred and all that so they're like at this point hey, we need some of that back yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah we, we want some of that back so again it's it's something that uh, to consider but i would say for your friend i don't i don't really think any of these cons would really apply to her at no, this stage and not at all yeah. it seems like and right. i think that's probably why she hasn't felt the need um from at least any of these cons standpoint to make some changes right Right. I mean, I'm sure there's other ones, but these are the ones I point out. But yeah. again, um, I just want to point out that a lot of these pros and cons are actually found on the Fidelity website and, and from uh, some other ones. Oh. And they actually list, um, they provide a pretty, really good, a robust list, I thought. And oh. I'll provide it links in the show notes. Nice. But again, we're, we're going to go through them each uh, one by one anyways. Okay. Okay. All right, all right man. What about going from a... Well, why not just move it to a new 401k, maybe at our new job? Yeah, you pro could. Pro or con. You could do that. Okay. <laughs> so, so you can definitely do that. And one pro is that consolidating, you know, a 401k, uh, all your 401ks into your new one actually may make it easier to maintain, right? Because right. It's, it's always best to have a certain asset class. Like, you know, like for instance, if you want to do 80% stocks versus 20% bonds, it's a lot easier to do that in one account versus like sure. 10 different accounts, right? Exactly. Um, as a matter of fact, even, you know, whenever I rebalance myself, I have this massive spreadsheet that kind of lists everything. And yeah. it, it is kind of a chore to do that. But if you have everything in one account, not a big deal. I think that's what she's considering too. Right. Yeah. So that's one thing. And another pro, it really, the rest of the pros are pretty identical to just leaving it, forgetting it, because mm-hmm. it's really just moving it from one account to another. That's really what it comes down to. Yep. But for as far as the cons comes to, uh, to mind, so one thing is the new employer 401k plan may not even accept uh, you, co- you know, consolidating other oh. co- uh, 401k plans. Okay. Because each 401k is, um, they're not all the same, right? So depending on the manager, um, they may not even accept that. Okay. And then the um, the new one may also have a much inferior plan. So if they have a you know ones with ones with a lot of you know fees or a lot of uh, bad investment choices, then you know maybe it's not a good idea to consolidate these four hundred one k plans. Your miles will vary based on each each account that you have. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Well, let's. What about Van? The more I guess maybe more applicable to your friend, right? Sure. Who doesn't have a four hundred one k option. What can he do in this situation? Right. So again, so in this case, he can also um, actually your friend and my friend can actually decide to put it into a traditional IRA. And I think we had spoken about that last week where you're basically putting it from one uh, pre-tax account to another pre-tax account. So again, which is kind of nice that you're not creating any kind of taxable event there. You're also with a traditional IRA, you're open to invest in anything in the stock market. So you want to put it in gold? Go ahead. <laughs> you want to put it in like, you know, Apple stock? That's fine. It, yeah. it doesn't really matter, right? Because it typically, in most 401k plans, you just have a, you know, maybe like a couple dozen mutual funds that you can choose. And these mutual funds are kind of pre-selected for you to yeah. choose from. Whereas 
if you do put it in a traditional IRA, then you know, you know your, your world is your oyster at yeah. that point. You can do whatever you want with that money. So you just have a lot more options there. And Van, before we mm-hmm. kind of continue on this, let, mm-hmm. let's kind of step back and let's define an IRA again. Sure. For in case some of our folks haven't heard this before, okay. like what is a traditional IRA, and why do you say it's the most applicable to a four hundred one k? Because a traditional IRA, uh, IRA stands for Individual Retirement Account, right? right. So uh, in a traditional IRA, you would put in money either with pre-tax dollars or post-tax dollars. Mm-hmm. But in this case, let's t- just talk about pre-tax for yeah. now, right? And the pre-tax dollars, basically it would grow tax uh, deferred. And then when you take it out, you actually have to pay taxes when you withdraw money. Right. Right. So that that's really, I mean, yeah. That, and, yeah, no, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> and, and most people would want to do this uh, if they assume that their incomes are probably going to be lower in the future. Correct. Um, so meaning they'll have less income because most likely they're retired, et cetera, et cetera. Right. The tax bracket is lower. So deferring taxes now at a higher threshold of income mm-hmm. and getting a tax later at a lower threshold is the benefit. Right? Absolutely. But and then that, is that how most 401ks plans are as well? Yeah, all 401k plans are done just like that. I mean, unless you have, there's a Roth option, but I'm going to talk about yeah. that later. <laughs> but but in general, most traditional 401k plans work exactly just that. Um, I would say the only positive that the 401k plan has is you can put in a lot more money. So in 2019, oh, right. you can put up to 19000 in that account, tax deferred. And it will also show as when you file your taxes, you make nineteen thousand less than yeah. you know, than your real uh, than your real uh, what's we call it a uh, salary real salary. I can't, I can't <laughs> even income. think this way. Yeah, your income. It's it's the environment, right? <laughs> but is, is there a cap on IRA, uh, traditional IRAs there, this year? There is. So the the cap has gone up five hundred dollars, but it came uh, so in twenty nineteen it's a cap of six thousand dollars. So quite a bit lower wow. than nineteen, right? So three times less. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say if you're you're your company does offer a 401k and you want to you know, reduce your taxable income that year, then your 401k plan is probably one of the best ways to do that. Um, you can also do traditional IRA, but there are income limits and there are limitations on how much you can put in, like a lot lower limitation on how much you can put in. Whereas a 401k, doesn't really matter. You can gotcha. make a million dollars and still do a 401k. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, sorry, then let's go to kind of, sure. I mean, I stop you there. Let's kind of go back to some of the cons about rolling in a traditional. Um, you were talking about the fact that you can kind of invest in anything you want. Pretty right? much. Gold. Yeah. <laughs> right. And all right. that. And another thing with the traditional IRA is at 59 and a half, you can withdraw from your IRA account, which in a, in a way you could do the same thing for um, for traditional 401ks as well. But mm-hmm. again, it's, it's kind of nice because I, I'm assuming that if somebody has a whole bunch of different jobs and they've had consolidated a whole bunch of 401ks throughout the years, then you know when you look in your traditional IRA account, but it's at, at 59 and a half, Hopefully, it's a really big sum, yeah. so you can start withdrawing from that, you know, no penalty-free. Mm-hmm. You just got to pay the taxes on those. So that's kind of nice. Whereas, it, with the 401k at 55 years old, you can only withdraw from your previous employee that you had just left. Right. So, that, so that's the difference. The other stuff, right. Exactly. Exactly. Really, again, I, I mentioned here, that really, there's no income limit for this one. So that, you know, there's a, so there's a lot of pros for rolling it over to the traditional IRA, and I think this is probably the most popular um, actually, well, I think leaving alone is most popular because people are lazy in, yeah. in, in, <laughs> inherently. But I think if you were on top of your game, uh, it doesn't. It does make sense a lot of times to roll over to a traditional IRA from yeah. your old 401k. Yeah, I mean, and the fact that it doesn't create a taxable event, like you said, right? Um, I think is a huge plus. But I feel like uh, it just it just makes sense to consolidate into one where you're managing all of your funds in one, right? Right, yeah. right. And it's just, yeah, like I said, the world is your oyster, yeah. right? Okay, so talking about the cons. So a lot of the cons, again, very similar to 
um, what I mentioned earlier. So you still have the same, uh, what was it, required minimum distribution. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, both of our friends don't really care about that. Right. Another thing that I, was kind of interesting is that the IRA account is actually not as protected as a 401k from lawsuits oh. and creditors because certain states may have full protection, but there are there may be some states that may not have that. So those I wonder why the the difference. They almost seem like two vehicles are kind of the same. Huh? Yeah, that's. I, I think at that point, yeah, I don't know why there isn't just a federal law that just protects it fully, but maybe it's because four hundred one k's are more popular than traditional uh, than IRAs because IRAs. I, I would imagine you actually have to go out and open one, whereas four hundred one k. I know at my company they they open one for you and they put in three percent if you're doing I zero. See. So Understood. it's it's just I think it's just more visibility, but who okay. knows? Uh, yeah, that, that could definitely change. Another con, which is a kind of a big con that, um, at least it would ha- in my situation, is that if, if you make a higher income, it would make creating a backdoor Roth IRA a lot more complicated if you decide to roll over your 401k to a traditional IRA. Yeah. I have to kind of explain in, yeah, in yeah, my situation please. there because right now the 401k, uh, well, not 401k, but the Roth IRA, uh, you, there is an income limit, right? So right. I think once you start making 122000 um, a year, then you or i think that's actually married or something like that or no yeah. or single i don't remember you'll confirm that <laughs> yeah i'll confirm that but in, in any case um if if there's you make it yeah, there's income okay. limitation if you if you make more than that then you're not supposed to be able to put into a roth ira right, right. but uh there is a uh, a loophole in there where regardless of how many uh, how much money you make you can actually do some sort of conversion so that way you can put it into your roth ira but the pro- the the way the best way that would work is if your traditional ira balance is zero <laughs> Right. So imagine if you have, let's say you have 100000 in your 401k, you roll it over to your traditional IRA, and then you want to do the backdoor Roth IRA, then you have to account for that $100,000 that you rolled over in there. Oh, Whereas it, gotcha. had you have kept it in your 401k, then you could just still you know, have a zero balance in your traditional IRA and just continue to do the backdoor Roth IRA conversion um, oh, year, year after year without any kind of income limitation. So, so kind of backing up, in that situation then... Would those people, they would somewhat be better off just not touching them? Well, if they really wanted to utilize the backdoor rock. Well, it depends on their income, right? So if, oh, that's let's true. say like uh, both of our friends make less than the, um, the, requ- the, the, the maximum amount you can yep. contribute, then they can go ahead and just roll it over and continue to contribute to the Roth IRA if they yep. want to do that. Now, if they are making more than that, now you have that problem. Gotcha. Right? Because once it's moved over, they're not going to be able to do it. Correct. To the same level. Absolutely. doing it. So that's sense. kind of I mean, again, it just makes it more complicated if you if you are um, already contributing to a backdoor Roth IRA. Gotcha. So, for instance, I think if I were to leave that my job or my wife were to leave, then more than likely we're going to leave the four hundred one k as is because both of the plans are still pretty good, and we want to continue um, to contribute to the Roth IRA through the backdoor method. Gotcha. So that's kind of how we would do it. That. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Ooh. So and if if anybody if, uh, listening is going like, what's a backdoor Roth IRA? <laughs> Um, there is definitely an episode we've had in the past where Van talked at length about how that all works. It is, is de- definitely one of the more complicated topics we've talked right. about, I feel like. But it is a very uh, common uh, practice, if you will, if you are truly interested in contributing right. I mean, to a Roth IRA. The bottom line here is just if you, if you make a lot of money, like yeah. like Kevin here, oh, oh, <laughs> then, please. and you are continuing to do a Roth IRA, then this is something that you have to consider, consider. before moving it over to a traditional, uh, for, from a 401k to a, a traditional IRA. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Well, we've been talking a lot about Roth IRAs. Right. So right. why don't we talk about 
can we actually roll over a 401k into a Roth IRA? Is that a potential option for someone? That is uh, absolutely, that is a potential option. Okay. And I would say the, the, the main pros with that is that, you know, it is, let's say you already have a Roth 401k, um, which means that you contribute to your 401k with after-tax dollars. You can actually move that over to a Roth IRA very easily, and that's not a taxable event. So that, that is a no-brainer there. Now, another advantage of putting into a Roth IRA is that, you know, the balance, the growth and balance inside the Roth IRA is completely tax-free. So that balance you see is all your money, all which your is money. which is nice, right? Yeah. It's a nice thing to see like, oh, you know, you don't have to do the math be- yeah. you know, later on. You go, oh man, like that, half of that's going to be gone and all that. But no, really with your Roth IRA, all that is your money. So that's, that's really nice. You can do this uh, re- conversion regardless of income, which is nice because again, we mentioned all about the income limitations and um, this, I put this one here, but one pro, I mean, I can see it as a pro, but some people may see it as a con, <laughs> but if you are laid off or your new job is significantly less income than your previous job, then this is a good opportunity to roll it over from your 401k to a Roth IRA because now you're, that, that you're in a lower income bracket, you can actually uh, pay a lot less taxes on it than you know, what you would, would have done. I see what you mean. Right. <laughs> Not that yeah. you want to wish you got laid off. No, but no. If you, in case you, you happen to be in that boat, this is a great time to do it. Exactly. Folks, it's kind of like what Van was just saying. It's the, it's, would you say it's almost the mirror opposite of a traditional Roth, uh, traditional IRA, right? The what? benefits of it. Uh, the fact that it's post and pre-tax. In, in, from a tax standpoint, from yeah. A tax standpoint, but right. I would say the benefits are kind of the same, but I'm just saying from a tax standpoint, that, that really is the difference. Because you're getting taxed up front. And then pretty much everything after that, when you take it out, no tax. Absolutely. Out. Right. Gotcha. And I, I mean, we're just turning uh, lemons to lemonade here, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. But what are, what are some of the cons, I guess, this way? So the biggest con really is when you do the traditional 401k to a Roth IRA, it, it does create a pretty big taxable event, especially if you have a very large balance, right? So let's say you, you are transferring over $100,000 into a Roth IRA, then it's almost as if you're getting you're adding $100,000 to your income that year, which is huge, right? So yeah. again, um, this with is no, just... Uh, with no withholding on that. Exactly, yeah. exactly. That's really the main thing. But again, if you are looking at making a lot less or you're, you won't have an income, you're a much lower income or no income that year, then this is a perfect time to do that. And then there's one last option. That, oh, there is. There's you one. see that part. Okay. So this last option, which is something that I completely do not recommend, is called uh, you know, <laughs> cashing it out, right? Way to yeah. pitch it yeah. right there, my <laughs> friend. <laughs> well, I mean, it's basically taking this money and going to Vegas or yeah. something like that, right? So you do have the option to cash out for the 401k company to write you the check, and you can directly deposit into your bank account. But I, th- I would say the main pro with that is, you know, you have now you have all this money. That's it's kind of nice <laughs> oh. to see, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. I, I see what you're going with that. Right. Though. You get all your money you get, now. Exactly. <laughs> Versus like... Dollar signs on right. the notes. Okay. <laughs> right. But instead of waiting until you're like 50 or 60 or whatever, right, yeah. to get that money. But so some of the... But, you know, that's really the only pro that I can under, okay. uh, can think of. But there are a bunch more cons. So, for instance, one con is um, there is a 10% penalty that you have to take uh, when you do that before the age of uh, 55 or 59 and a half. Mm-hmm. When you do that, on top of the 10% penalty, it does make it a crazy taxable event where you have to consider not only federal taxes, but state income taxes um, if your state does that. They had an example on the Fidelity website. Let's say you okay. you have a $50,000 balance, right, in your 401k that yep. you want to, you know, I'm just going to blow it all in Vegas yeah. or whatever, right? <laughs> so out of that $50,000, uh, 10% penalty is $5,000, mm-hmm. right? So track that. And then federal tax, let's assume you, you're in a 24% tax bracket, so that's another 12000 and then wow. let's say um, you're in a state um, that has a you know has income taxes. So sure. uh, let's assume that seven tax seven uh, percent. 
and that's thir- three, um, three, $3,500. So total um, you would get back out of, if you were to cash out your $50,000, is uh, 29500 out of the 50000 Wow. So you only get to keep about 60% of your balance. Don't uh, do it, folks. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of crazy. It's kind of like it's kind of like saying, "Hey, Kevin, uh, give me hundred bucks, and I'll give you back, you know, 60. Yeah. Same thing. <laughs> Seems like a bad, bad deal. Yeah, pretty, pretty bad. The one thing is, if you want to really avoid that, so this would really have uh, apply to my friend who no longer has a four hundred one k. Yeah, I was just gonna ask. Um, like, if he is going to receive that settlement check, it's best that that check gets directly rolled into his traditional IRA or whatever his new, if he has a new four hundred one k going over, because. You know, if as soon as it hits your bank account, I think that does make it like a taxable event. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. So Good to know. yeah, because at that point, it's hard to trace it at yeah. that point, right? So you need to make sure that that check goes directly, you know, electronically goes into your new uh, IRA account. Oh man! But yeah. Well, I hope hope your friend avoids that because yeah. that could be a huge. I don't know how much is in it, right? Okay, but he's he's about a millionaire. That guy, he's like, oh, he's oh a, is he? He's a sneaky guy. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I'm, I'm just I'm just kidding. But he's a you know he's a very he seems like a very humble guy. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Oh man, well hope he works all that out. Cool. So Van, let, let's kind of close out here real quick. Sure. I, I wanted to just I guess pick your brain a little bit. Uh, there's quite a bit of options you laid out here. Right. So in this in the case for my friend, right? So she has. Multiple 401ks at multiple different companies. She's right. definitely taken route one or mm-hmm. route A, I guess, which is leave it and forget it. Sure. And now she's at a point in her life where she's like, you know what? This is getting a little crazy. <laughs> you know, she just left her, you know, about a year ago, left that company. And she's like, well, I, I kind of want to now consolidate all of these. Right. Right. What advice would you give to her? Um, I know, obviously, there's pros and cons for each of these. But what is the most likely path for her. She is definitely wanting to get more uh, involved in her finances, but what advice would you give for someone like that? Right. So I would say if you want to be more involved with your finances, I, I would, if I were in her shoes, I would move it all into a traditional IRA. Okay. Um, but I, then again, I don't know what her income is, so sure. it's kind of hard to say, but um, I'm assuming that she makes less than, you know, um, if she, I don't know if she also contributes to a Roth IRA or if she even wants yeah, to. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, contribute I don't know that information. Because, yeah. if, I mean, if, because if she wants to continue to contribute to a Roth IRA, then I would say just leave it in your 401k and uh, assuming she makes more than the limit, right? But if she makes under the limit and she wants to continue to contribute to a Roth IRA, then go ahead and convert it and do yeah. all that fun stuff. Um, but keep in mind that eventually she could be at the point where her income limit is high enough that she cannot directly in- contribute to a Roth IRA and you know do the back door, right? Be impacted, yeah. yeah. So in that case, it's hard to say <laughs> because but I, I would have... IRA seems like the most likeliest path for most folks, right? Exactly. You know? Yeah. Exactly. Because living in your old four hundred one k, it does it does become a little bit more challenging to manage. I would have to say. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. Great. Um, anything else, man? I mean, uh, did that help better? redeem yourself like you said about uh last week's question um yeah i think so because i think now we had the time to actually kind of lay all yeah. lay out all the facts right no, because before right. i was like man like i don't think i did a good job <laughs> no you, you did a good job too hard on yourself my friend yeah okay well folks thanks for uh for tuning in if you guys have any other questions or like your friend has any other examples of things that we you guys would like us to talk about that usually helps us better plan our plan our uh, agendas if you will mm-hmm. Um, and you can reach us at a word about wealth at gmail.com. Um, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Take care.